Welcome to A Better Covenant Podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. So we continue on our study on the wisdom of God, using the book of Proverbs as our launching pad. If you look at uh, Proverbs chapter 1, we'll see it starts by talking about the Proverbs of Solomon, talking about the wisdom of God. Let, let's look at Proverbs chapter 1. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. Now, why, why does uh, Solomon uh, give us, communicate God's wisdom to us in, in Proverbs? Uh, William Buckley, the great uh, Scottish theologian uh, who wrote so many books, expositional books on the Bible, uh, said something. He said, you know a word better by looking at the company the word keeps. You know, that was one way to know a word, to understand a word better, is to look at the company it keeps. And then you begin to understand the word uh, better. For example, if you read the Bible, you will see that the English word loving kindness, or what the Hebrew translates, uh, what the Hebrew in the Hebrew is the Hasid of God. So the Hasid of God is translated into the English Bible, particularly the King James Version, as the loving or the mercy of God. And in the New American Standard Translation says the loving kindness of God. If you look at that Bible, that's, that scripture, all through the Bible, you see that it, it, it says, the lo- for his loving kindness endures forever. And then in many places, it will connect the word with truth and, with, and, and the faithfulness of God. So you can then under, begin to understand loving kindness by seeing how it's often used in connection with faithfulness and truth. So you understand the word better by looking at the company that the word keeps. So that's we see that also in uh, connection with uh, the wisdom of God as we study it. So we see one thing. Solomon begins by saying the Proverbs of Solomon the son of David. So why does it begin communicating the wisdom of God by Proverbs? What was the reason for that? I believe, uh, for example, let's look at Proverbs chapter 1, 2 to 5. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction. So now he's beginning to give us uh, the company that this word keeps. It says one, Proverbs. So it, the wisdom keeps company with Proverbs. Then it says to know wisdom. So wisdom and instruction. So wisdom keeps company with instruction. To receive the words of understanding. So it keeps company with understanding. And to receive the, the instruction of understanding, justice, judgment, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. So you see so many different words used here in connection with the wisdom of God. You see the wisdom of God keeping company with Proverbs, keeping company with instruction, keeping company with understanding, keeping company with 
justice, judgment, equity, prudence, keeping company with discretion. So all these things are involved in the wisdom of God. If you're tapping the wisdom of God, you're going to listen to instruction. If you're tapping to the wisdom of God, you're going to have to gain understanding. If you're tapping the wisdom of God, you're going to have to uh, understand justice and judgment and equity and prudence and all these things. So why is it that Solomon, uh, writing the book of Proverbs, gives us wisdom and in several different words, and I believe one of the reasons is that the wisdom of God cannot be defined in just one straightforward definition. It's not, it's not that simple to define in just one straightforward definition. God gives it to us in several different ways to look at it. Why? Because the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, let's look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. It says, To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. It says the manifold wisdom of God. I want to read that to you from the Amplified Bible. The Amplified Bible, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. The purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angels, rulers, and authorities, principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. Now, now that's interesting. It says the, the, it calls the wisdom of God. It says God's wisdom is complicated, many-sided, and then it's infinite in its variety and innumerable in its aspects. So you can't communicate that kind of a thing in one word. That's the reason why Solomon begins to associated with several different words. It, it associates with instruction. It associates with prudence. associated with hearing. It associates with discretion. associated with even proverbs. And I want to major on that word proverbs. Why does Solomon uh, tell us the proverbs of Solomon? Why doesn't he just tell us the wisdom of Solomon? Why does he tell us the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David. Why does it begin that way? After all, we know the book of Proverbs is about wisdom. Why doesn't he tell us, oh, I'm going to communicate to you the wisdom of God. But he says the Proverbs of God, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David. Now, let's look at that word proverb. The Hebrew word for Proverbs is Mishle. It's a Hebrew word Mishle. And that word means to be like, to compare to make similar and to represent. Now, this word then, if you look at that, it says, number one, it says the word, the Hebrew word mishle, which is translated as Proverbs, means to be like. It means to compare. It means to, uh, to make similar. It means to represent. So what's the common thread in all these words that I've just used in connection with the Hebrew word proverb? It's picture. In other words, if I'm making, let's go back there. If I make, if I say, this is like this, I'm trying to make you get a picture of it. If I compare something to something, I'm trying to make you see a picture of it. If I make something similar, if I say, this is similar to this, I'm trying to communicate a picture to you. If I represent something, uh, either in the form of a drawing or a picture, I'm trying to give you uh, a picture of that thing. I'm trying to communicate a picture to you. So the common element is to picture something or to figure something. So when it says the Proverbs of Solomon is trying to communicate to us pictures. It's trying to communicate to us. It's getting us to figure something. When you say, I have it figured out. In other words, I have a picture of it in my mind. So that's what Solomon is trying to do. 
So the Proverbs of Solomon is to communicate pictures, pictures to us, pictures. Uh, uh, So when he says the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, is to communicate pictures to us. Let's look at it this way. Think of Proverbs as a running commentary on life. And that's what it is. It's, It's a running commentary on life. It's God's wisdom, let's put it that way, God's wisdom running a commentary on all aspects of life. And then let's bring it down home for, for a while. Figure yourself with your family sitting down watching a movie. Let's say you are with your father, with your mother, sitting in the couch and watching a movie. Your dad has the, 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 uh, the microphone. Or let's say you are a father and you are sitting in the, on the couch with your kids and your wife and you're watching the movie together and you're holding the remote in your hand and you want to uh, communicate. You want your children to get to understand certain vital points about that movie. You're holding the movie and then you're making a running commentary on that movie. Your kids are sitting there watching you and from time to time you will stop the movie with the remote control in your hand and you'll make a comment. You'll make a comment. So it's a running commentary. You're running a commentary and you're trying to get the kids to understand better that movie. You're trying to communicate. It may be life lessons you are trying to communicate to your kids in that movie. So you're making a running commentary on that movie. And that's how Proverbs is. It's a running commentary in picture forms on life. God is, let's put it this way, God's wisdom is trying to make us see the movie of life. And then as we look at the movie of life unfold, the wisdom of God from time to time will pause and run a commentary on particular scenes uh, of the movie of life. And what is the purpose of that? So that you will begin to understand. Because understanding is pictures. Understanding is pictures. Have you heard the phrase, pictures worth a thousand words? In other words, give me a picture of it and I will spare you using a thousand words to describe it to me. Just give me a picture of it. Once you give me a picture of it, then you don't have to go on and on and on and on and on trying to describe it to me because I can see that picture and I can see that picture in all of its details. Then you don't have to make me try to make me see it anymore. I can, I can figure it. I see it. And so we talk about the phrase, pictures worth a thousand words. And that's what Proverbs is all about. It's trying to communicate to us understanding in pictures. And when we understand it, we can say, oh, I have it figured out. Have you heard that phrase? Uh, oh, I have it figured out. In other words, not a puzzle to me anymore. It's not a problem to me anymore. I understand it and I know what to do about it. So you see, I have that problem figured out. See, if I had that problem figured out, what was a problem to you suddenly is no longer a problem. I have it figured out. In other words, uh, now I can solve that problem. Now I can handle it because uh, in my mind, I have an understanding. I, I can see a picture of how this works. And so they say wisdom is understanding how life works. So so when you say, I have it figured out, it means, oh, now I understand how it works. Now it's no longer a problem. I can work with it. I can, I can cooperate with it. I can handle it. It's not a problem for me anymore. So wisdom seeks to get you to, fig, to, have, it, to have life figured out so that life is no longer a puzzle to you. You know how it works. You know how to live in it. 
You know why you are here. You know where you are going. And if you are in the wrong spot in life, you know how to get out of it. If you are headed in the wrong direction and you have it figured out, you know how to make changes and get on the right road. That is the reason for the wisdom of God. That's why he says the Proverbs of Solomon. He's trying to communicate to you an understanding of life in pictures so that you get a hold, a handle on life. So that takes us to another statement in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 8. Remember all that I've said that the Proverbs of Solomon is to is like you can figure it as a running commentary on life. God's wisdom is run is showing before you is running before you a movie of life, of life as it is. And then from time to time, that wisdom will pause and run a commentary on particular sins. Why? Because the whole aim of this is to get you to, to have life figured out. So that life is no longer a puzzle for you. Life is no longer a puzzle. You don't say, well, what am I here? What am I doing here? What is my life all about? Uh, circumstances of life are no longer a puzzle. It's no longer a, a source of confusion. You're no longer baffled about life. Perplexed. No, you, you have it all figured out. You know how this thing works. In the realm of finances, you know how finances work. You can make decisions about your finances and begin to handle your financial life better. So that's why he says the Proverbs of Solomon. He's trying to make you see in pictures. And so you can say, oh, I see it now. I see it now. And once you say, I see it, what you're saying, oh, this is no longer a problem. I can handle it now. So you're getting a handle of it by understanding. Now let's look at Proverbs 8, verse 1. Does not wisdom cry out on understanding lift up her voice? She takes a stand on top of the hill and besides the way where the paths meet and, 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 and she cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the, at the entrance of the door. It says, wisdom cries and understanding lifts up her voice. So, the, so when you have it figured out, you understand it. So that's why he says, understand the lips of her voice. The voice of wisdom is the voice of understanding. When you have tapped into understanding, when you are understanding, then you have wisdom. Why? Because you see it now. That's why he says the Proverbs of Solomon is running a commentary on life. He's, he's sitting down there with you and says, see, look at this scene. And now he gives you his wisdom on it. You can, and then you can say, oh, I, I have it now. I grasp it now. I see it now. We, we talk about a pictures worth a thousand words. Show me a picture of it and I will spare you a thousand words. And when, if, I can, if I can see a picture of it, then I, you don't have to keep talking and talking to me about it. I now know it. I now understand it. I now grasp it. I have a handle of it. I have it figured out. When you say, I have it figured out, you say, no, no, it's not a problem to me anymore. I can handle it now. Whatever was a problem to you when you say, I have it figured out now, means you can understand it. Now you can handle it. This is the end of part one of this podcast series. Watch out for part two in the next episode. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc.abettercovenant.org. At